you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Um, AFLW season in full swing, and they're doing a wonderful job combating uh, COVID like uh, all sports have had to and they've had to in the past as well. But uh, that flexible scheduling, uh, the players are doing a remarkable job um, staying focused and, uh, and and staying in it given that they've all got full-time jobs. Uh, it's in a new time slot this year, um, right through the, the middle of summer. And uh, I'm always rapt to be able to speak to our next guest. Emma Carney's a five-time uh, All-Australian. North Melbourne sitting in fourth uh, at the moment, three and one to start the year. Massive game against the Dockers down in North Hobart uh, on Sunday this week. And she's been good enough to jump on the phone. Emma Carney, hello. How are you, Sammy? I'm good. I'm all the better for speaking to you, of course. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no, look, thanks for making the, the time. Um, I, I'll start with you first and foremost. You missed round one due to COVID and you must have thought you'd been asleep for 25 years because you come back and you find yourself operating off a halfback flank. What's going on there, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's just a different different position for me this year. Uh, I had a brief conversation with Croc um, before pre-season started and he sort of, thought, oh, that could be a bit of a rotation. And then it turned out that I'm playing there full time um, this season. So I'm, I'm enjoying the challenge. Um, certainly as my body is aging, it's a lot more friendlier to play off the halfback than right in the guts. But um, yeah, it's, it's a good challenge and I'm, I'm enjoying it. You're such a fierce competitor. Does when you're initially told that, being, given that you've been one of the most preeminent and dominant midfielders of the whole duration of AFLW, does the ego take a little bit of a, a bruising? <laughs> oh, it certainly did. There was, um, there was, and, and probably um, I thought, oh well, he only wants me to play there as a bit of a rotation. But then as pre-season got going, and I was playing there full time, I was like, oh, geez, I'm not sure about this business but um you know as a, as a leader of the, the team and um you sort of just have to play your role and um look to be honest I've actually really enjoyed it I'm actually learning so much more uh, about the game because of the different position I've only played midfield my whole career so yeah it's it's um it's been good but and it's interesting what happens when when levers like that are pulled in footy what happens at the other end of that and what we're seeing at the other end of that is Ash Riddell having a, a career best year, number one in the comp for disposals. I think clearances, meters gained. Um, we're, we're probably going to be robbed of seeing her and Kiara Bowers go head to head against Frio. She's got the two game suspension after pretty unsavory uh, sort of incident with Kirsty Lamb, your old teammate um, from the Dogs game mm-hmm. last night. But um, she's just having a breakout year and is an out and out star. Yeah, she has. And what people don't realise is Ash is our hardest worker. Mm. Um, she's always always leading in our running and um, she's always working on different parts of their game. So, yeah, it's, it's been um, a credit to her and um, she's certainly reaping the rewards. But I guess also it's really nice to see um, further development in the likes of Amir King and Jenna Bruton through the middle as well. Um, Emma Carney, how are you seeing this season? It's it's for the first time ever. It's been it got pushed back a little bit, but it's being run uh, through summer with clear air. Um, but it's also with that comes the heat and, and we've had a, the, probably the most humid summer I can remember. I lived five years in Brizzy and it was getting into some Brizzy territory. <laughs> Obviously, COVID's playing a part and it's making it tough and, you know, having to juggle jobs and, and being semi-professional and everything like that. But how are you finding this new look season 
Oh, it's it's certainly challenging um, from a North perspective. We've been um, pretty lucky with our scheduling. We haven't had to reschedule any, any games, but it's it's been tough on players. We've had the two WA clubs um, move to Melbourne for a few weeks, uh, and now they're trying to cram in as many games. Um, you know, we've got Frio played last night. We're playing them on Sunday, so it's a really short break yeah. when when the weather's hot. So it's it's not it's not ideal. Um, and Melbourne's the most bizarre weather we've had. I've never, I've never known it to be so hot um, so consistently. So, mm. yeah, it's it it play it has a big impact on um, the girls' recoveries, and I'm sort of a little bit concerned about the increased uh, rate of injury as a result. So, do do you have a feel yet for where you think that the season? fits best. I know we're only not even halfway through this one, so we don't have the full sample size and we'll sit back after it and go, okay, well, what what worked, what didn't work? And we, we're trying to find the place. We've got the four final teams coming in next year, which is a massive step forward. Do you have a sense yet of where you think the best spot for it is? Uh, to be honest, I think this sort of September, October, November, December sort of period um, would be ideal. Um, we'd start the season while the AFL um, men's final series is, is underway, um, which obviously there's not as many games when the finals are on. Um, so in terms of scheduling, it'd be fine. But in terms of weather as well, um, we all know that footy is a winter sport and we're playing it in summer um, mm. when, when weather's ridiculously hot. So um, I think in terms of um, performance-wise and being able to run out games a lot better, I think that during that period um, would be a lot more friendlier on, on our bodies. And so you wouldn't be worried about potential footy fatigue, I suppose, at the end of a season to go into then the women's season. You think that enough, there's always enough momentum there. We see that there's always interest in trade and draft and everything like that. So there's a, an appetite for footy and for footy discussion. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm being in Melbourne, like you, just, everyone's footy mad. So yeah. I don't think there'd be too much of fatigue. And also... There is a, a slightly different demographic that watches the women's competition. So, um, yeah, I don't think it would be too much of an issue. And I think also um, what you'd find is probably more people being able to go to the grounds because, you know, they're not sitting in ridiculous heat. We're playing at suburban grounds, so there's not always um, shelter or shade for people to um, watch the game. So I think uh, in terms of spectator viewing, it'd be much better at that time of year. Emma Carney, I'm, I love that the fact that you'd think, you know, that you're you're a real deep thinker about this competition, where it's going. You 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 are so invested in it. You the future of it is such an importance to you. you you've been pretty clear on what you think of some of the long term strategy or lack thereof that's in place. And um, with the development of every competition comes how we analyse it and critique it. And it was a really interesting conversation. I don't know if you got to hear it. The Kane Corns had with Emma Race. Yesterday, it actually came off the back of the women's ashes and a tweet from Izzy Westbury about don't be critical of Meg Lanning's captaincy. And Kane was asking the question, are we too scared to be critical of, of women's sport? Is What's the right balance? How do we Are we going too far one way and not doing the players the service of actually providing the analysis that we might um, otherwise do for men? And, and they debated that and it was a really good chat. And since then, Elise Perry's jumped in on that conversation. Izzy Westbury's gone back into it. And a lot of people have sort of jumped onto it and, and, and really been talking about it. I'd love to get your view on it because we're in the sixth year. This is a fledgling 
competition. It's still in its infancy. We're only just now seeing the first group of girls go through that have had a footy in their hand their whole life and been encouraged to have that footy in their hand their whole life and have competitions for them. Um, what, what Do you think we get the balance right just yet? Or how do you view that whole conversation about the way that we analyse and critique? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different one because um, there's part of you that wants to be taken seriously and, and part of that is is being critiqued. Um, I, think, I think people have got to have a bit of perspective, though, particularly with the women's game, given... Mm that it's only been going for six years. There's a number of players that are really new to the game um, and we're part-time athletes. So our, our pre-seasons are eight weeks long, which is not a lot of time to try to implement a, a game plan um, and try to upskill everyone to um, be able to perform at a really high level. Plus you add in the fact that expansions come year on year, which means that teams haven't been able to settle lists particularly well. So um, when you've only got short pre-seasons, it, it becomes challenging. Um, if, I, if I look at the other women's sports, so um, so cricket, for example, a lot of those athletes are in the actual time. So yeah. I expect there to be some criticism. And that's what the media is there to do. It's not It's not that, you know, Meg Lanning's going to be listening to that, but it's, it's to spark conversation. And I think any... Um, conversations that we can have about women's sport is a really positive thing. Well, yeah, and I've always been of the view, though, that once you start saying, oh, we're going to compare it to men, I think you, you're automatically not getting it straight away. It's not, you, you know, it's for the same reason that you don't compare a veteran on a list to a first-yearer. It's, 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 they're at different stages of their development. It's, it's, they have different expectations. So it's all, my view's always been about let's, understand where this is where this is where it's trying to get to and and for the time being you also don't want to have a situation i don't think in aflw where you go really hard on okay well we're gonna we're gonna treat you like this and and it's going to be serious some people that might be quite intimidating to go well hang on why would i want to go and jump into that just now when it seems really brutal there's there's a bit of that juggling that needs to go on as well as you're still trying to expand the game grow the game encourage more participation in the game it is the highest growth area in all sport women's sport and that you need to continue to entice that as much as you can at this stage yeah you definitely do and there's a mistake that people constantly make is comparing whether it be women's footy to men's footy or, mm. or cricket to, to men's cricket um it's just a completely different game you know we've got different skill sets, um, we've got different strengths and abilities. So um, I think it's about critiquing it how you see it rather than, oh, that, that product looks completely different to what the men's looks like. So I think that's something that we can continue to develop. But there's, there's certainly a, a bit of a space there where you can certainly critique uh, whether it's someone's coaching or, um, yeah, there's sort of the game style that, that a team's playing. Yeah, and, and I, I made the point the other night that, you know, when we say, oh, well, you know, if it's if it's going to end up being at a point of equal, then it should be done the same way as the men. There's some parts of me that think we're overly, we can be we can overdo it when it comes to men's sport and go a little bit too hard in that space as well. But that might be a chat for another day. How What's standing out to you about um, about this season? I the, the, I watched round one uh, the, the first night and I looked at Richmond's ball movement and that blew me away. And then I'm finding that I'm finding players this year like um, uh, now I've got to make sure I say her name right. Zamorley Farquharson. I watched her first game the other night, 
against the Lions, uh, for the Lions, and I thought, you're going to be the best player in the competition. You're, you're unbelievable. Like, there's so many, there's so much, um, ex- there's so many exciting advances, I think, that have happened from this year. What, what's standing out to you? Yeah, I, I think um, what's gone up a level is the, the pressure. I think that's probably a, a big blueprint mm. for most, most clubs at the moment. We saw Freo's game against uh, Collingwood, which um, their pressure rating was through the roof, but, um, sort of unheard of. So I think that's probably a big feature of um, people's games. And I think what we're starting to see is teams' ability to... Um, I guess, get used to that pressure, um, absorb it, and then being able to, to win it on the outside and use the ball that way. So, yeah, we're certainly seeing uh, a faster brand um, this season, but um, certainly the pressure ratings have gone up for most clubs. Um, who's the best team you've played, do you think, so far? I know it's a massive test against Frio, but whether it be played against or or having a look at, um, you guys have only just lost the one game for the year, but who who is really impressing you? Oh, I, I don't think you can go past um, Adelaide, to be honest. They've, they've just got a really, really well-balanced team. They've got big bodies um, and then they've got some speed on the outside. So, um, yeah, certainly then. But, I mean, it's, it's so hard to tell. And with the season it is, you know, with people going down with COVID and, and whatnot, it, it can be quite challenging. But um, I think Fremantle are looking pretty good as well. Uh, Em, always love catching up with you. Thanks for giving me some time. Good luck down in uh, North Hobart against the Dockers. It's a massive game uh, for you guys. They've been in really strong form. You spoke about their pressure the other day. It's going to be a a massive challenge for you guys, but I can't wait to to watch it. Thanks again for jumping on. Not a problem. Thanks very much for having me. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.